Oh, it's time to go. Oh, here I come. What is up, all my stonies out there? It is your hostess with the mostest, cannabis knowledge that is, Canna Queen. I hope you are ready to sesh it up. You got your lighters out and ready because we're about to get blitzed and talk cannabis. So we are going to get started off today with a special guest. I have Brandon here with us. What's up, Brandon? Hi, how's it going? It's good. We're good. We're ready to smoke. Have you sparked up today yet? I have smoked a bowl or two this morning. Yes, I have. All right. That's what I like to hear. Um, before we get started, why don't you tell the, the audience a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a 25-year-old cannabis cultivator living in southeastern Oklahoma. Uh, I uh, We have a family-owned and operated uh, grow company called the Hippie Joint Collective, and uh, we are living down here in Oklahoma. Awesome, awesome. How long have you been uh, cultivating in cannabis, in the cannabis community? I've been uh, about two years now going on, been uh, cultivating, been enjoying it up here in Oklahoma. That's super awesome. Can you tell me what a day uh, a day in the life of a grower is like? What On a typical day that you have to wake up, what does your day look like? Well, I wake up and I take my dog out. He wakes me up about 9 a.m. The uh, lights turn on about 12. So uh, that's usually whenever I head to the shop and check the crop out. Uh, you know, make sure all the levels are correct, the pH on all the nutrients. So whenever it feeds for the day, it's going to be right. Um, you know, then you just do your typical inspections in the crop, you know, look at the leaves, make sure everything's fine and all the lights are working. Awesome. So when you are getting ready to prepare a crop, how long does it usually take to get everything prepared before you actually get the babies in the containers and starting to grow? So that's the great thing with having a uh, bigger sized facility. It's not huge, but it, it gives us room to work with. Once we harvest uh, the plants, we immediately have in our bedroom the babies growing and ready to be transferred into the unislabs, into the bigger pads. So they immediately start flowering or they, they go into the, the flower room and we uh, change them to 12s. Awesome. Now, when you say you change them to 12s, what do you mean by that? So a marijuana plant won't start flowering if it's under any amount of light that's longer than 12 hours. So that's why in our bedroom, we have it 18 hours. And then in our, in our flower room, it's 12 hours. Okay. Okay. Now at any, any point, does that change? Um, or is it just, if you're vegging the plants, it's 18 and in, in the other one, it's 12. Yep. Definitely. You keep it strictly 18 hours to vegging the plants. And then whenever you want to go to flowering them, you change it to 12. Perfect. Now, if you are growing different strands, is that going to be um, different growing processes as far as in how many weeks each plant is going to need? Oh, yes, for sure, for sure. So sativas typically take uh, 75 plus days in the flowering stage. And uh, indicas can take, I mean, they can go 55 days. They're much shorter. Uh, our dosi dose is about a 65-day flower plant, and the sour diesel goes about 80 days. Awesome. So what is one of your favorite strains that you grow right now? Oh, by far the dosi dose. Um, it has the the great flavors and the colors in it. And the other one would be the Gorilla Glue. It has the typical light green, you know, green and orange hairs, but it it's really kicks you on your butt. Gorilla Glue is one of my favorite strands. I feel like it gives me the munchies more than any other strand that I smoke. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's definitely strong. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Your favorite strain that you grow um is the dosido is that going to be your favorite strain overall yes I, I would believe so we are uh 
we are pheno hunting the Bahama Mama currently, which means we're basically popping different seeds and different strains and trying to see which one is the most potent out of them. Oh, that's that's awesome. I love Bahama Mama. That one's a really good strand. What would you say your favorite way to smoke would be? Uh, I'd say a bong hits for sure. There's nothing. Uh, I'm I'm trying to get somewhere. So you know, I don't I don't I don't want to spend you know 20 minutes you know rolling up and then smoking. I can break down my weed. I can put it in the bong. I can hit it, and then I'm where I need to be, and then I can start my day. Hell yeah! And when hitting it from the bong, you always kind of get that that um that smooth base where you're not kind of getting those other chemicals. Like if it's in a blunt, you kind of taste that tobacco or whatever that flavor is. And a bong hit's gonna be that just straight beautiful flower flavor. Oh, for sure, for sure. That's another thing I love about uh you know keeping my bong clean, especially is because you get the flavors that the bud you're smoking is in definitely absolutely now when you say you clean your bong can you tell our listeners uh one of the easiest simplest ways to clean a bong uh i really just use uh alcohol and salt um the thicker cut salt works better because it just gets more of the resin inside your bong but uh yeah, I mean, it's. I just buy the cheap alcohol from Walmart. I mean, you can't find it anywhere right now during the pandemic. Pandemic, but uh, yeah, that's what I usually <laughs> use. <laughs> yeah, it's been really hard to find some alcohol uh, anywhere that I've gone to. Um, so you would say that you're an avid smoker, then? Um, we'll just go ahead and say an avid bong smoker daily. Yeah, yes, definitely daily, uh, multiple times a day. I'm, I'm not dependent on it by any means, but uh, I definitely have. A high uh, volume of it and I definitely consume it <laughs> yeah and that's what we were that's the route I was about to take with that was kind of trying to break that stigma of saying that cannabis is a, an addicting um something addicting that people do would you say um that it would be addicting at all no 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 definitely not um so I'd say like anything you know like your coffee you know like uh I mean, I, it's not so similar in the coffee to where, like, a lot of people are like, oh, if I don't have my coffee, I'm not the same person. But in the sense of, like, you know, I mean, if you completely had to quit your coffee, I mean, you're not going to like it. But, you know, it's not going to change me as a person, you know. Like, yeah, like, oh, it would, it would be tight to smoke some weed right now, but it's not going to change me or my emotions as a person. Exactly. You're not going to get, like, the sweats from it or anything like that. Like, No, definitely not. Yeah, just that plant coming from the ground that's done so many beautiful things for our community. Um, would you like to give our listeners any piece of advice? Maybe if they're a first-time smoker, what would you um, recommend for a newbie? Well, I would, I would say if you have a... I would say definitely try to smoke with someone else who's experienced. Uh, don't do it anywhere where you would feel uncomfortable or you feel pressured. Um, my advice for how to smoke it, I would say uh, either do it out of a joint or someone who has a bong. A pipe isn't the best thing considering it's the, the smoke is really hot and harsh, I feel, and it'll be a very unpleasant way to smoke for the first time. Totally agree with that. Yeah, the, the pipe hits kind of hit that back of your throat and it's like, ooh. No, definitely. <laughs> I heard coughing get you like 10 times more higher. What do you think about that? So coughing gets you 10 times higher, yay or nay? What do you think? Um, well, first, that man has definitely seen Pineapple Express, and I applaud that. It's my favorite movie. Hell yeah. Second, uh, for the question, I would say, uh, personally, 
uh, I think I could debunk that cannabis myth. Um, because, you know, I mean, I, I've, I've coughed my ass off and I haven't coughed my ass off. And I'd say after those two bong hits, I was equally as high. Um, so personally, in my personal experience, coughing did not make me 10 times more higher. <laughs> Especially when you're, when you, uh, you're an avid, uh, bong smoker. So you are definitely coughing more than probably, uh, a blunt smoker or. <laughs> oh yeah. Definitely coughing more than your average smoker, especially at the beginning. Now I've mellowed out. I can uh, not mellowed out more so, but I've uh, my, my, my lungs have gotten used to these big hits. <laughs> so you can take them big hits without having to worry about coughing your ass off, eyes watering, nose running, and shit like that, huh? Yep, exactly. <laughs> what is your favorite Terp? Oh, man. Uh, what, what a great question, considering terpenes is what makes up pretty much all profiles of, uh, of the bud that you're going to be smoking. I would say limonene is my favorite by far. Uh, it's, it's the, it's what's found in our, our sour diesel that we grow. And you, you know what that is before you even open the bag. It's so strong and it's pungent. I love it. Um, yeah, I'd say, you know, strains like wedding cake is high in limonene. I love wedding cake. So yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, I'd say Myrcene is also another great one. Uh, cause that's, that falls under the myth that I'm pretty sure a lot of your listeners have heard of, uh, that mango elevates your high whenever you eat it. And uh, myrcene is definitely the terpene that you want to wanna find the highest in because it, it is found in most cannabis plants um, in the bud. But uh, uh, you definitely, if, if you're looking for terpenes and you see myrcene as the highest one, yeah, that's definitely the one you want to eat a mango with. Yeah, definitely. I remember hearing that even when I first started smoking that if you ate a mango, it would get you higher. And, you know, not until you move to a legal state and you actually get to see the testing behind what you're smoking, you actually get to kind of really dive into what the effects can do for you and and that. So finding a strand that has super high myrcene in it is going to create an even better high uh, when smoking. What are some of the benefits to living in a legal state versus an illegal state? Oh, man, some of the benefits to being in a legal state now, um, I would definitely have to say testing. Being able to have the results of the test of whether I'm getting flour, concentrates, carts, or edibles um, is something I really enjoy, Um, especially just for knowing the properties and the terpenes that are in what I'm having, what I'm consuming, and knowing the effects that they're going to give me. So, you know, you've kind of heard things here and there over the years, but actually having that at your fingertips and being able to see what you are actually consuming has been really cool. What would you have to say, Brandon? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I agree 100%. Knowing what you're consuming is one of the biggest things. Uh, When you buy that weed, you know how it's going to affect you and if you want to smoke it during the day or at night, you know. Um, uh, I'd say another huge thing – uh, going off on that is with uh, with the concentrates is uh, especially uh, in the legal states if you're buying concentrates that people are making you have to trust this person that they're purging out all the butane or whatever alcohol they used to you know create the dab from uh, and here in Oklahoma or any legal state you know they you you have to test your product you know Absolutely. yeah and e- even in in the cannabis you know uh, on the cannabis plant you know, people use pesticides, people use all these different things on their plants, you know, and uh, there are organic products out there that are safe, you know, that you can use for it. But there are people out there that are using these really harsh 
products on their bud because they're doing these big outdoor grows. And, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of it does go to, you know, states that aren't legalized and people are smoking these, these, you know, buds that are full of pesticides. And, uh, it does, it does suck, you know, that people have to smoke that way. But, uh, you know, some some people are forced to. Yeah, some people kind of don't have that option. And maybe if you're having a bad experience or reaction, that could be one of the reasons why. Um, kind of similar to what we experienced, What was it about a year ago with all those carts that were starting to harm people? Oh, yep, exactly. Yeah, they were putting chemicals in there that don't belong. I believe one of them was like vitamin E and you're just, that's something your body cannot um, ingest at all. So I think that was one of the ingredients that was harming people. I'm glad they finally figured that out. Now that carts are back safe on, uh, you know, well, they've always been safe on the shelves, but we're not hearing any horror stories anymore. So it, yeah, definitely. There's yeah. nothing bad out there going on anymore. <laughs> well, I appreciate you being with on with us, Brandon. I hope you have a great day. Awesome. I appreciate you coughing with Candy Queen. This podcast is really tight. I appreciate what you're doing with the community. I'm Brandon with the Hippie Joint Collective, and I appreciate it. Hell yeah, lighters up. 